Vroom, vroom, beep, beep. Today is Monday, January 7th, and I'm driving to work. Hello, everyone. Um, Welcome to Pens on the Go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Today is the first day back to school after the winter break, so I expect there'll be more traffic, so we'll see how that goes, because I think this, this is good, because I think this episode is uh, possibly got more information in it. Well, I mean, it does. We'll see if it, if it works out. Um, I call this episode... So, you got a new pen. Now, I hope that inflection is right. I'm worried it may, you know, does it come out as condescending or suspicious? So, got a new pen? Doubtful? I don't know. Anyway, the uh, the idea here is you just got a pen. Maybe it was a Christmas present. Maybe it was a birthday present. Maybe you just saw it at the store and bought it on a whim. And you don't know where to go now. You don't know what to, exactly to do with this. And I am, of course, referring to a fountain pen here. Um... Hopefully, if it's a regular non-fountain pen, you know, you pretty well know what to do with it. But anyway, yeah, so if you got a new fountain pen, first of all, congratulations. Um, hope you enjoy it. The There's a few things you're going to definitely want to know about it, from how to use it, how to care for it, um, what kind of ink to get, and all that. The first thing is, I guess, when you're right, well, taking care of it, I guess, first. Yeah, let's start there. When you use a fountain pen, you want to... Be careful with that nib and protect it because it can be pretty sensitive. Uh, don't use the pen to open a shrink wrap in a package or you don't use it as a letter opener or anything like that. Don't use it to pick your teeth or your nails. Those tines in the fountain pen can be pretty sensitive. Um, and if bent, the pen will stop working or possibly worse, be really scratchy and annoying when you do use it. So, so take care of the pen, the nib, the tines, the, the two teeth at the end that you used to write with they if they like I said if they bend it could be an issue um hopefully you don't drop your pen I have done that and ruined one that way um yeah be careful protect it keep it covered when you are writing do keep the pen covered when you're not I'm sorry when you're not writing um cap it because the ink tends to dry fast and um what else when you're writing when you're writing Generally speaking, you want the nib side up. So, you know, the, the, the nib is that metal piece at the end, and there's probably a black piece next to the to the metal, which is the feed. Generally speaking, the feed faces down and the nib faces up while you're writing. As you're writing, you don't need to apply a lot of pressure. Just uh, write. Just let the pen float on the paper. Um, <clears throat> I think that's the idea. In practice, it's probably harder than that. Uh, you know, from having written with pencils and other types of pens for years I'm I naturally put more pressure than I probably need to sometimes I want to put pressure on there just to get more ink to flow that may or may not be a bad thing I don't honestly really know um, so yeah so that is the first thing how to basic super well, let's cut that part out so that, that so that was the very first thing you know care and use of the pen super brief the the next thing is you know if you want more information there's way better resources than I am. So I will point you to two, I think. The first is Goulet Pens, gouletpens.com, and their YouTube channel. Goulet Pens is a manufacturer, or not manufacturer, but it's a website, a business that sells pens online. And they produce tons of videos, including a series called Fountain Pen 101 that will teach and explain all sorts of information. Super useful. Um, and they've been doing it for years. So check that out. And the second would be if you enjoy podcasts, and maybe you do because you're listening to this, right? Are you listening? <laughs> the second, the second would be um, the Pen Addict podcast. 
which is a, a really good show. Um, there's two hosts, Brad, Brad and Mike, and I don't remember the last names offhand. So, oh well. So yeah, you'll wanna check those out because uh, they'll have lots of information. the The pen addict is more topical, more current stuff going on than the pen world. You know, oh, pen shows coming up or discussions about different pens or things. But there's also a lot of Q and A at the end, and you'll learn a lot from that show definitely. And as well as be entertained a lot. Uh, there's other good podcasts and stuff, but that that's the one I'm going to mention for now. Uh, so, Oh, so the next step is, actually, before you write with your pen, you probably want to ink it up, don't you? It doesn't actually come with the ink and the pen, generally speaking. When you get a pen, when you buy a pen, it either has a little cartridge of ink or it doesn't bring anything. Um, if it doesn't bring anything, it probably uses bottled ink only. If it does have a little cartridge of ink, a little tube, it's probably black or blue. Um, and you just pop that into the, you open up the pen and pop it into the body of the pen, push it into the, the grip section that then has its nib attached, push it in firmly, and wait a while or, or kind of shake the pen some, which I kind of think you maybe shouldn't do. But after a while, the ink will flow into the feed and the nib and you'll be able to write. Generally speaking, if, if, if you ink the pen and stand it up point down like in a cup or something for with a cap on probably for maybe 20 or 30 minutes, it should be writing after that. Um, hopefully you're not having any trouble with it. So yes, yeah, so that is the cartridges. If, like I said, if it brings a cartridge, then you, you could definitely use cartridges. You could buy cartridges. Uh, the aforementioned Goulet pens, for example, would definitely sell some. You'll check your pen to see what kind of cartridge you use. If it tells you in the instructions, though they tend to be super brief instructions, there's international cartridges and some manufacturers sell proprietary cartridges that only work on their pens, and their pens only use that kind, um, which I find a little bit annoying, but, you know, whatever. And you can get different colors. There's, there's a more limited choice of color of ink, if you're using cartridges, then if you use a bottle, but there's definitely a lot of choices. Um, some pens bring a converter. It's this little plastic tube with a that you can twist the end, and when you twist it, you'll see a little plunger go up and down inside that tube. That is a converter, and you could fill that with ink and then plug it into your pen instead of a cartridge. And that you use with bottled ink. If you're filling a pen from a bottle, generally speaking, Put the converter on the nib, then dip that nib unit and and with a converter into your bottle and twist it and fill it up. Expect to get some ink on your fingers. That's okay. It'll wash off eventually. And then you know, and that's how you do it. You put your pen back together and, and write. Hey, by the way, traffic is lighter than expected, so this may not cover everything I was hoping to cover unless I just drive aimlessly for a while. Okay. So if your pen did not bring a a cartridge or a converter then it probably some sort of other filling mechanism and it just fills straight from a bottle in that case you probably just can't even use a, uh, ink cartridges you have to get a bottle Bot bottled ink ranges from somewhere like say eight dollars up to I don't know 30 or 40 I've seen for the expensive ones but you could definitely get some nice bottles for or nice inks for eight bucks and that'll last you quite a while um, 
Where are we at? Uh, paper. Okay, so that's the next thing. So you're, you're writing with your pen. Uh, it is worth knowing not all paper is created equal, as not are all pens and inks, of course. Um, but you'll find that, th as a rule of thumb, cheaper papers will not work so well with fountain pens. If you use, like, normal photocopy paper, uh, you might find that the it feathers a lot as you write. You'll see little lines spread from the line that you're drawing, and it doesn't tend to look so great. So, and that'll happen with copy paper. Newsprint will probably be really terrible for it. Things like that. Because it'll just absorb the ink too quickly and let it run. Um, there's a few brands that tend to be very good and very popular. Ooh, an accident up ahead on the uh, opposite, heading in the opposite direction on the interstate here. Bummer. Oh, it's either an accident or just cops pulling people over. But I think it's an accident. Um, anyway, so. The... That's a distraction. I'm sorry about that. Um, so, so there's a few brands of paper that I have had luck with. There's Rhodia pad, paper, which generally comes in pads or notebooks. R-H-O-D-I-A. Yes, I believe that's spelled right. Um, those tend to be really good. Some pens and some inks seem to skip on it sometimes. And it could be hit or miss. Where you'll start writing and, and some words just... It'll, it'll just skip when you're draw, writing a word and you'll just see blank spaces in your words um, and that could be annoying uh, t -t 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 -t. The, another one is Clairefontaine again similar issues they're both very smooth papers and very they are very good and, and they look nice Some, like, but I did say sometimes you have a little bit of trouble a, a wetter writing pen will have less of an issue with that stuff I think a third one is Tomoe River which is a Japanese paper and that might be a little bit harder to find and a lot more expensive but it tends to be consistently really great with fountain pens and it's this really thin paper they can say oh my gosh it just, I'm going to write with this water based ink and it's just going to bleed through the paper and tear it can take an amazing amount of ink without any trouble it is, it is pretty neat paper actually I think so and sometimes when you write with your fountain pen and with some of these inks you get some really nice effects um, shading and sheen and stuff like that. Shading is where the ink will kind of get darker or lighter as you're writing just depending on how much ink is coming out and staying on the paper. Sheen is where the ink actually seems to change color. I've seen some inks where they're, they're blue but it, sometimes the edges come out red and it's super cool. And there's also glitter inks, sometimes called shimmer inks also and those can be neat. Um, I'm using one now that's Stormy Seas that's got gray or dark dark gray or black ink with uh, gold flecks in it um I wanna so yeah so those are some papers I recommend some I don't recommend I already mentioned the copy paper definitely no good newspaper that type of paper no good um moleskin notebooks tend to not be any good with fountain pens you'll see right through to the back so you're only really gonna be able to use one side of the paper more than that just won't work um, the ruled paper that you buy at the store, like you know, at back to school time, that go the three ring, they go in three ring binders. Those tend not to be that good either, but but it may depend. And you know, honestly, you're gonna have to try things out and find out for yourself. I think if if you try the ones I mentioned, you'll probably have good luck. And if you avoid the the three I said are not that good, you'll you'll be happy. Um. <laughs> so what else is left? Maybe I will finish on time because I'm getting close to work, by the way. 
the the last thing I guess I will mention before I get to work is taking care of your pen. You may end up wanting to do some tune-up. Hopefully your pen writes from the start. Occasionally a pen won't write from the start um, and may require some tuning. Um, if that's the case, my understanding you know, from what I've seen generally is because it, it uh, maybe the nib is not flat at the very end. It needs to be flat enough for ink. There's something called baby's bottom where the where the nib is too rounded in the middle and it, the ink never reaches the paper so it doesn't write. Um, there's other things that could be scratchy for example if they're not quite aligned correctly or just not finished well and, and rough on the edges though that seems very unlikely um, but the scratchiness can happen. So, so there's different things you could do. You're going to want to buy a loop first of all one of these little magnifying glasses you could see what's going on with your nib more closely though when you look at it especially for a while you won't really be able to tell anything yet because that's what I found. I looked at it and said um, I don't know I'm seeing magnified metal it looks pointy and there's a line in the middle and I had no idea what to make of that but um, eventually you may figure out how to how to look at it and see what you're seeing and you know go look online at examples and you'll have a much better sense of it but yeah so loop loop will help you you may want to get something called brass sheets or copper sheets I think um, these are basically really thin sheets of metal, like very thin, like paper. Well, not paper, thick, thicker than that, really. Um, almost cardstock. Actually, no, maybe it is paper thick. Anyway, so that is useful to floss your, your nibs with. You sort of run it between the two tines. I find that I push it from the bottom side of the nib out. And to really do this well, you may have to take the nib out of the, out of the fountain pen. Um, but if you've passed that copper paper through it, copper or brass I don't remember probably brass um, it will sometimes just spread the tine a little and more ink will flow and it'll make it wetter it, it may also be useful for cleaning though I haven't really seen a need for that before personally and you could also use it to spread your tines apart making them wider by if you're holding your pen pointing up pulling horizontally on the tines may make it flow wetter though that you want to do very slowly and very carefully because if you spread it way too much at all the pen's not going to write and you may not be able to spread them back in so that's something you do very very slowly and carefully and go online and look for videos again because because you'll find information on that and see examples of how to do it um, with all these things you definitely go look at videos first before you try anything because most of these things once you do them you cannot undo them um, the next is to get a micro grit, which is basically a sandpaper type thing. I don't think it is sandpaper, but it functions the same as sandpaper. And you kind of write on it with your pen, and that may smooth it out if it's scratchy. Or if you just want to make it more smooth feeling. Um, and it's worth noting, if you have a fine point, that just naturally may be more scratchy than a thick point. Um, you're writing with a needle, right? So, So that would make sense. The, <clears throat> excuse me, where was I? The, the brass sheets, yeah. So that helps. Another way if you want to spread your tines to make it wetter is you could apply some downward pressure. Sort of hold your pen like you're writing and push down on the nibs and it'll sort of bend them up. You don't want to do that so much that it actually bends a lot, but if, if they move up just a tiny bit, that'll open up. And you'll notice that when you when you look at the pen from the profile, from the side, You'll see that the nib is pretty straight, and then it, towards the tip, it bends down a little bit. So if you bend that upward, they tend to open up a tiny bit at the end. Um, conversely, you could bend them back down to close them up. 
And again, that works, but messing with that stuff a lot is trouble, so don't do that too much. Um, oh, I've stopped at a light now. I'm getting off the highway so I could look at my notes here and see what it says. Um, copper sheets. Oh, ink syringe. That's another supply you may want to get. That is if you buy sample inks. And I didn't mention samples, but a lot of websites that sell fountain pens sell ink samples. I think it's just a little vial of two millimeters worth of ink, and you can order that. Getting it into your pen can be a little bit tricky, so you buy an ink syringe, which is just a, a blunt syringe, and put the ink into the syringe, and then squeeze it into the converter of your fountain pen, and and then you could try to color without having to buy a bottle. You could just, like for example, I know Goulet sells a, a random sample of uh, sample inks, and you'll get like eight or ten different colors, and you don't know what you'll get. That's a pretty neat uh, thing to try out. There's also an ink subscription called Ink Flight. You may want to check that out. But anyway, so the ink syringe. And the other thing that may be useful, oh, is a bulb syringe. Which is a, a bulb syringe is the sort of thing the, that you buy when you have a baby to clean their nose or their earwax out of the baby's ears. It's just a big round ball that you can squeeze and blow air or water out of it. You fill that up with water, with the bulb syringe, and then you take out the converter from your pen when you're ready to clean it you stick the bulb syringe where the converter went or where the ink cartridge went and you squeeze it and the water flows through that plant pen cleaning it out some doing that a few times tends to clean it really well otherwise i have found yeah cleaning is important if you don't clean your pen well um that could be an issue i have found for example that i didn't clean the pen well recently and i put in some bright orange ink and it was coming out all black um, apparently there's still a little bit of black ink left in the converter before and had mixed in with the pen. There, I'm sorry, wait, wait. There, apparently there was some black ink still in the pen body before in the in that nib unit. And when I put in the converter with some, I think, red or orange ink, it tinted that red or orange into a much, much darker color, basically black. Um, so you want to flush it out, the old color, before you switch to a new color. Also, apparently... These are different chemicals, and you you know you don't know what the manufacturer's putting into them. Apparently, sometimes the inks don't behave well with each other, so you don't want to mix colors in your pen. If you really did want to mix colors, test them in a little sample vial, put a little bit of each color into that sample, you know, wait half an hour and see what happens. And if you get some weird reaction, you probably don't want that in your pen. If you don't get any weird reactions and it seems fine, then you know, it might be you're probably fine. But it. As a matter of fact, I saw a Goulet video where he did some ink mixing and he showed an example of how it went bad. It was pretty neat. I don't remember what he used. I think it was... I don't know. You'd have to go find the video. Um, but yeah, you'll see why you don't want to mix colors <laughs> without testing them first. So yeah, so that was the bulb syringe. And finally, silicone grease. If you have a pen that does not use a converter, like a cartridge or a converter, like a piston-filled pen, you may need silicone grease to put on the threads when you're putting the pen together and I mean it'll come put together right? but when you clean it out for example you may take it apart and when you put it together you put that silicone grease on the thread and it keeps the ink from flowing out of the pen so that's important otherwise I have found I've gotten leaks before otherwise as an example I found I got leaks by not doing that yeah I hope I remember to edit that Okay, so I'm almost at work, so that is enough for my introduction to fountain pens. Congratulations again. I hope you enjoy your pen. I hope this was useful. 
Um, normally in this show, I mentioned what pens I have ink, so let me do that real quick. I think it's for the most part the same stuff as before. I have a uh, Stormy Seas in my Stipula Passaporto pocket pen, which is currently in my pocket. I have black ink and a Noodler's Black and a Levenger True Rider. Um, that's two. I think I have two more pens inked. What are they? Hmm. I draw blank. I don't have a blue ink. I have um in my Twisby Classic. I have uh, De Atramentis's Ferdinand von Zeppelin, a, a nice dark blue, and I have one more pen ink that I cannot think of right now. It is not a green. Is it a yellow? Yes, it is a yellow. It is a uh, citrus ice, which is an ink I got for Christmas. No, I don't think I mentioned this, did I? And it is, it is an iron gall ink, which means that when oxygen hits it, it starts to oxidize and it turns darker. And it's pretty neat because I write on it, and by the time I'm at the next line of writing, the ink has visibly changed color quite a bit gotten darker and added a lot of shading and it's interesting I found that seems to depend on the paper because I wrote in some paper recently where it didn't really change at all and it was still a yellow that was basically impossible to read um, where on other papers it definitely became readable so yeah that was and what pen is that in that's in a Bexley Gaston Bulls pen which is a two, there's two pens themed after the stock market and this one is the bull pen and there's also a bear pen so there you go. Thanks for listening. Uh, again, I hope you found this useful, and uh, Happy New Year.